just because a majority of the world is unprepared, it doesn't mean you should be too, especially with everything developing and happening right now. As many people say, the world will never be to the same. And to talk about that, plus the supply chain and important things about the infrastructure and power grid of the United States, we, of course, have John Snyson, economic historian, and there's going to be a lot to get into in this particular video. As, of course, in these extraordinary times, there are extraordinary situations with more people staying at home, supply chains breaking down, even in some parts of the world, internet can't keep up with the demand, and so can't toilet paper. Now, I, I know a lot of media stories are running about the hoarders of toilet paper and these horrible individuals that took all the toilet paper for themselves, these evil human beings, again, a part of the wider divide and conquer agenda. Meanwhile, many people forget the toilet paper that goes to businesses and other private entities. Well, that's a different supply chain than the supermarket one. And since people take 40% more dumps now, the supply chain of toilet paper is not going to be as readily as available as, of course, it was before in the supermarket since, again, it's a different supply chain. Something to think about, especially when we are all learning during this time of crisis just how screwed certain important parts of our life are, especially when it comes to the food industry, where, of course, monopolies have a major control. On, especially here in the United States, where four companies, JBS, Tyson, Smithfield, and Cargill, have a monopoly on, of course, the meat market. And many people are accusing them of price market manipulation right now because that's exactly what you have. And when you look at these extraordinary situations, we have to start asking ourselves what is going to happen soon. And this is why I just made a tweet talking about our energy infrastructure, our energy grid, which I believe will be heavily impacted since, of course, Many people will be staying home. Many people will be using ACs. And our power grid is not the best. Even last year, there was a major power outage in Manhattan. Years before that, there was a citywide outage in Los Angeles. It is being hit with major power outages, as, of course, there are heat waves in that particular state and city. And there's even uh, intentional blackouts, which they call brownouts. And it's when specifically there's a drop in voltage in order to save the electrical power supply system from going down. And now, as of just moments ago, Trump just signed an executive order shielding this nation's power grid from an alleged attack, which is interesting to bring up here since, of course, he is empowering many other government bureaucrats to have and need the proper equipment just in case if our power grid gets attacked. And of course, during this uh, pandemic and economic crash that we're currently going under, if the power grid goes out, this would have devastating effects, especially for people hoarding a lot of food in their fridge. And now with this executive order, it should raise your eyebrows as, of course, this situation is fast developing, but it's mainly made against adversaries that could be potentially preparing an attack. This is, as of course, me and John just made a video about China talking about them buying up 
the infrastructure and supply chains in their own particular ways, promoting their one belt, one road initiative idea out there. But John, uh, when we look at the supply chain, when we look at the infrastructure, this uh, entire situation that we're dealing with has definitely revealed a situation that's not a good one, to <laughs> say the least, right? No, definitely. And uh, it shows us that centralization is not a good thing. You know, we centralize and uh, not monopolize, but very few has the control over a supply of something. Uh, and of course, if uh, certain places breaks down, like processing plants, like we have uh, potato processing plants here, there's a massive, actually, there's been a massive drop in demand on a lot of things uh, because people can't spend anymore. Uh, you know, they're they're broke. Uh, they have very little money when they got laid off. So you have a lot of people not spending. So we have potato, uh, massive potato shortages. Uh, no, not shortages, sorry. Uh, just mass amounts of it. There's milks getting, you know, thrown out everywhere. There's, uh, you know, apple. Everything is get, is getting thrown up because we've got a massive uh, centralized oversupply, right, uh, uh, in certain places because we're distributing it around the world. And that becomes a problem because you're you're not, you know, uh, instead of taking care of everybody locally, if everybody uh, had more of a decentralized distribution system, instead of these centralized like NAFTA corridor from Mexico City to Winnipeg kind of systems, yeah, we, we there's it's nothing bad about countries trading with each other, but being less dependent on you know one location that creates one thing. Mismanagement is definitely the word that comes to mind, since of course billions we're talking about billions of dollars not just in meat but in fruits and vegetables and produce that are being destroyed right now because again the produce that usually goes to the supermarket is a different produce that goes to certain restaurants and other private institutions and schools that depend on them and this is why you know you know people aren't eating less during this entire crisis they're eating more because of stress eating but the supply chain is breaking down because it's poorly mis manage and people need to understand there's a lot of implications to this especially with what you brought up with many people just not having enough money because they can't work the official unemployment numbers in the united states are what 30 close to 30 yeah. million now probably a lot higher well, but some those people are, are the, saying 60 too i'm sorry go ahead some people are saying 60 Luke. <laughs> yes, because, again, uh, there's a lot of anomalies uh, to that number. A lot of people having difficulties filing a lot of r rules and regulations, especially with some uh, workers that are working uh, gig economy jobs uh, that are important here. Some states are two to three weeks far behind from reporting. Some states have completely stopped working at all. So uh, th that number is a lot higher. And with that, we have a lot of people who aren't going to be able to pay the rent some people saying well we're just not going to pay it at all and that's going to have a lot of implications as well especially with the housing market breaking down yet another important aspect of our economy that's just being hammered but but john the stock market's up the stock smart stock market's doing uh not that bad it's almost exactly where it was last year right everything's going to be hunky-dory as donald trump steve mnuchin tell us right well, you know what's really funny, actually, it was uh, was it on Friday, I believe, for the first time, or Friday or Thursday, that for the first time the stock market reacted to that it was 30 million people unemployed. Finally, it actually dropped on that uh, on the low economic numbers, and finally seeing that GDP is going down. You know, it's so sh it's such a short time brainwashed. 
you know, place at uh, at Wall Street because they just think in days. They don't think in, you know, years and decades ahead of time while they're destroying, you know, everything with their financial, uh, you know, uh, basically financial malfeasance and, and uh, financialization of the world. You know, nobody nobody cares anymore about actually moving things around. And, and talking about also the supply chain, you know, on the farming side, Farmers are getting, you're getting less and less, I think like five or something percent of farmers are, uh, you know, uh, disappearing every year because they're older, you know, like the, I think the average age here, age here in Manitoba was uh, like 57 or 58 or even 60. I, I don't believe the exact number. Uh, so we've seen a lot of that. And that brings to mind a lot of civilizations throughout the world, like the, the Aztec empires and others that you know heavily centralized in cities and then forgot that they needed you know external food supplies as well i believe that had some some things you know uh, population collapses throughout history uh, could have something to do with the centralization of things and forgetting to actually that we need you know proper food supply and everything uh, on the outside uh, we're moving towards that if we don't uh, you know take care of that we're having bigger and massive you know, uh, industrial farming, uh, and then of course, not to mention the electrical grid that was kind of the uh, the emphasis of what the uh, executive order of Donald Trump was talking about. Uh, you know, it's very dilapidated here in Manitoba. We having you know constant power outages everywhere because of bad infrastructure. You know, I've never seen uh, anything like it. We had a snowstorm here last year, last winter in October, very heavy snow. But their infrastructure is so terribly built and made that we had like thousands upon thousands of hydro poles downed and people up to three weeks without power here in Manitoba because, uh, you know, uh, they basically had a monopoly here that built extremely terrible infrastructure in the first place. And that comes down to, you know, there's zero competition. Nobody cares about building anything uh, good and actually interesting to uh, to bring about that in in Norway, for example, you know, the, Norway used to be a socialist economy. We were actually had to turn around a lot because we couldn't afford the massive uh, socialist empire that they tried to create over there. And now they're really struggling with it. But they actually have two places, and I worked worked in one of them was which was the telecommunications industry, uh, which you know heavily we extremely heavily really rely on uh, in today's world, you know, with uh, the importance of everything being connected, and that's also a problem with all these power stations and everything that they're talking about the water plants. You know, I had a friend of mine, um, uh, actually uh, my boss, he had his brother. He actually uh, hacked in live as he was meeting with all the top heads of uh, water infrastructure in North America. And so, like, hey, you know, I'm in here. I could, tr do you want me to turn off the power to uh, the whole city? <laughs> like, uh, so it's, uh, no, turn off the water to the whole city. So it's, it's uh, interesting to see, like, all you need to do is you need to, when it comes to these hacking things, you need to know that there's ports in these, like, little entrances through your router. And if you know the right port numbers you, and the username and passwords, you can get in there and then uh, you're right in there. And you could actually also plant, you know, programs. I, I, I have a program on my computer so I could remotely from my phone use my computer. You could plant that on a computer in an energy center, you know, with the terrible uh, security that a lot of these, uh, you know, have around the world. You could just plant a program there and then you could go in and then enter it from your cell phone or even... <laughs> Where else? And then you could create havoc uh, in those ways as well. There's very simple ways of actually attacking, you know, this infrastructure. Not to talk about the, the bad infrastructure that we have. On top of that, 
you know, the natural, uh, you know, uh, natural disasters that could happen, especially with the solar flare, you know, hitting our, uh, there's actually a lot of activists that have tried to be out there and, and tried to talk to their local governments and their local monopolies about, you know, maybe we should protect our energy grid instead of spending, you know, the four or five trillion dollars on bailouts and on putting that on the balance sheets of, uh, like buying bad debt from the banks, maybe you should have, you know, invested that in some infrastructure, you know, uh, over there uh, as a government <laughs> instead. Uh, Luke, you know, not that I like governments and massive infrastructure products, but you know, how about doing that instead of bailing out the bad uh, derivatives of these moron uh, institutions that are called banks? Yeah, yeah, you brought up a great point. You know, you know, why should we? Why should the banks be giving money to the hedge funds, protecting their losses now? When there's so many important things to do when it comes to not only managing the food supply chain, but making sure our infrastructure, which is going to be used more than ever, especially during the summer, especially when the heat comes in, especially when more people are going to be home more than ever using and blasting their ACs. This is something to really, really consider because uh, just looking at just some of the situations that already develop in New York City, in Los Angeles, years before this, years before this uh, uh, crisis. It, it, it's it's one of the reasons out of many why I've been taking this situation so seriously. That's why I've been saying it's better to be safer than sorry. Always have courtesy for your fellow human being. There's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot of people hating individual protesters, hating nurses. To me, this is all programmed as a design. So we're distracted from the bigger things that we should be taking care of. We should be taking care of the su- uh, supply chain, the infrastructure, making sure everyone is radically dependent on themselves and reliant on themselves and no one else because the big lesson throughout all of this is that our system is not only unprepared it's criminal in a level of incompetence that is dangerous for everyone all around and and again when we look at uh, other things you were talking about solar flares another thing i was looking at is antibiotic resistant strains of viruses that could come from factory farming Factory farming is also getting hit now. Or in hospitals. Yeah, yeah, in hospitals as <laughs> yeah. well. This is one of the reasons why, even even before this crisis, I, I'm not going to a hospital. I'm not going to a hospital in New York City. Hell no. You crazy? Uh, no, not at all, because they already discovered uh, antibiotic-resistant viruses that couldn't be dealt with, that people died from, that there was no cure from, that no antibiotic could do anything against in hospitals here in New York City. And now you topple that on top of the crisis that we're dealing with, the infrastructure, the supply chain, the centralization of everything. This is one of the reasons why I started ringing the alarm bells all the way in January, because it really takes this perfect storm of crap to come in to hit us all at once. And a lot of people are sadly not going to be prepared for that. But that's why as independent media, I think this is very important to focus on right now and to spread as much of this information as we can about what could potentially come so we could be prepared for it. Because uh, if you're prepared, you're not panicking. And sadly, a lot of people are definitely not prepared. Uh, That's my take on it. John, do you have anything else to add? And where can people find out more information about you? Yeah, the last ad here is actually the reason why we're here in the first place. It's financialization of the world where you could start making money with money without caring about, you know, having to put up productive activities. That is the destructive force together with, the uh, you know, them taking over the government and running the government in a way that they could benefit for themselves. But we, when you get to the point in an economy where you could just make money with money, who, 
who needs to be a farmer? Who needs to do anything, right? And that's where you create the huge destruction of a, a real society. Uh, so that's, you know, the big warning here is we, we financialize the world. And this is the outcome that we're looking at. Uh, because, you know, when, when nobody needs to, you know, build a good plane like uh, Boeing, you know, they had to build a plane and they did share buybacks, you know, to financialize their uh, their uh, stocks. They created a, a very terrible plane that crashed several times. So that is what we're getting for, you know, uh, all these Wall Street, you know, uh, influence around the world, these uh, extremely toxic bankster terrorists that are out there that are stealing, you know, from everybody and that are, you know, uh, basically created a world where we don't need to work anymore. And uh, we have forgotten that we need to be a society that, you know, we need to have good things and, and live uh, good lives instead of, you know, just focusing what what the next uh, stock increase is. And that's that's what we ended up being here, unfortunately. That's my last thing. So, yeah, you can find me at theeconomictruth.org, uh, where you have everything about me. You can find my books, my reports, everything that I do, and uh, lots of goodies there. I got, you know, balance sheets, uh, information on Central Bank, tons of different things there. And, of course, look up bankrun.org, where you can find the latest information on the financial uh, terrorist infrastructure that is out there uh, and uh, the warning signs about it. Uh, John, uh, they're parasites. They don't mm -hmm. create any wealth. They don't do anything. They literally put us on the edge of the cliff that we're mm -hmm. getting very, very close to. And all the other conditions are pushing us off. And it's really them digging the hole that's going to make this that much worse. Also, I uh, just wanted to add the conspiracy theorist in me makes me believe that potentially this isn't proven. This is just my own personal conjecture that Donald Trump is signing this executive or order shielding against, you know, uh, other nations attacks on our energy infrastructure to <laughs> possibly run as Ball a cover up if if the, if the infrastructure mm. does fail. So uh, that could be also, you know, a, a, you know, a potential step uh, to take. We're going to always keep our eyes on them. <laughs> Yeah, just in case. I'm just saying it could be a potential uh, highlight here to blame it on another country when the system does fail, because uh, that's what many people are predicting. That's kind of what I'm seeing as well. So just keep that in mind. All possibilities are uh, should be entertained. Anything could happen. Anything is possible. And that's why it's more important than ever to keep your eyes and ears on it. That's what we're trying to do here. If you think we did a good job, share this video with your friends and family members. And stay tuned for more here on Change the News.